It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram at pinballprofile. Email pinballprofile at gmail.com. Expo was two weeks ago. I had a great time. Congratulations to Rob Burke, his family, and all the staff that put on a wonderful show. Good to see all the different vendors there, uh, the big pinball companies. But for me, Expo is, it's definitely about the people that come together because a lot of times it's their only show of the year, but it's a chance to see machines you never get to see anywhere else. Could be in the free play area or could be new machines or could be those incredible homebrews, which is by far my favorite thing of Expo. I spent a lot of time there and I was able to talk to some of the creators of some of these homebrew games. So here's what they had to say. I say this every year and I mean this every year. It's the same here in 2022. My favorite section, the homebrew area, the custom pinball machines. And I'm just going down the line. The first one I see here is the Dukes of Hazard, an old Paragon machine that's not Paragon. And that's the creative mind of Jake Danzig. Jake, well done on this game. Hey, thank you. Nice to see you. This is gorgeous, too. I know a lot of Duke fans. I showed this to my buddy. He has a General Lee. I think he has like an Enos cop car. I think he's got the Jeep, too. He's a massive collector. I showed him this. He goes, where can I buy it? I go, you can't. Uh, it would take a pretty penny to buy it away from me. Now, somebody might offer you a pretty penny. There are a lot of Duke fans. Uh, there sure are. I kind of made a mistake and posted this up on one of the Dukes of Hazard sites. <laughs> my phone has been blowing up with everybody that wants to buy it. I remember being in Nashville, and I can't remember the store, but basically the character who played Cooter on Dukes of Hazard, he had a little store, and, yeah. and I went in there, and it was everything Dukes you could possibly imagine except this incredible machine. So tell us how long it took to convert Paragon into the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, for the most part, about a year, but uh, we've been working on it off and on for about two years, so it's pretty much about 100% right now. Is this the first time you brought it to Expo? Because I think you bring it to, like, Zapcom and things like that. Uh, this is the first time at Expo, but this is our fourth event we brought it to. Okay, what were the others? Uh, Zapcon, Starfighters Pinball Festival. Nice. And we had our public debut in the Electric Bat Arcade. Oh, wow. A lot, of, a lot of great Arizona places there for sure. And I heard that Starfighters is going to be moving their time it's not going to conflict with indisc which is great because i know that's a tournament i'd like to get to yeah that was unfortunate this year it's just the way the calendar fell yeah yeah uh we had another event the zapcon was taking place i think it was the same time as mgc okay so we had two conflicting events but um yeah i pretty much stay local for the most part stick around phoenix I've got to get to Arizona. I've been many times. I think i got to get there for some pinball action. Yeah, you have to. Absolutely. And uh, Arizona has been exploding with pinball. Uh, it seems like almost every month there's a new location opening up. It's exciting, and it's good to see people like yourself put the time and the effort into this wonderful Dukes of Hazard game. It's gorgeous. Congratulations, Jake. Hey, thank you very much, but I could not have done it if I didn't have some really wonderful friends. It was basically my idea, but then I had an artist, Stu Wright, that did all the art. And then my two friends, Katie and Olivia Helm. Oh, they're wonderful. They took my idea, and they wanted to expand on it. And I really didn't want to at first, but they twisted my arm. And now it's ten times more than what I had ever imagined. Well, I saw what they did with the black hole. I mean, that is another gorgeous yeah, machine. That's, that was one of the machines why I even asked them if they would want to be a part of this. And i um, kind of surprised they said yes because they're both always very busy. They jumped on it, and um, they changed so much. 
I couldn't be happier with it. I'm sure it's a highlight at the other shows you're at. It's definitely a fan favorite here at Expo. Jake, congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. Bob Neese from Tampa has brought a gem here to Pinball Expo in Chicago. It is Elf. You can play Buddy. Bob, this is great. Thank you. Appreciate it. You a big fan of the movie or just were you looking for some sort of theme? So it was my daughter, my favorite movie. Watch it every year. And uh, when we decided we wanted to build a pinball machine, that was the theme we were going with. There's a mini play field shooting snowballs at Lego targets on switches. This is incredible. So you hit the little Lego guys and you see up on the screen. Actually, you didn't hit any. They'll explode when you hit them, just like the Lego movie. The guys explode. Wow. You try to hit all five of them on there for the, for the extra bonus. Very unique game. There's all kinds of things I have not seen before. Of course, the jack-in-the-box. You've got magnets. You've got an Etch-a-Sketch, which will have a video screen. What took the longest on this game for you to make? So the hardest part was doing the mechanisms for the catapults for the mini play field. Besides that, when I first designed it, started designing the play field, just designing it out, what shots were going to work best and what weren't. There was multiple things we wanted to incorporate in it, which didn't make it. For instance, it's packed. Like, I mean, three flippers, drop targets, stand-ups, U-turns. The toys on this, there's a jack-in-the-box, there's a narwhal, there's a clock there in the back. It's got everything. Have you had people come up to you and say, hey, uh, I really like this game. Maybe uh, we can talk about making this? Yeah, I, of course, I, I have a lot of people saying that they would buy it. But, no kidding. Um, no, that'd be great if someone wanted to make it. I'd love to see it. How many hours have you put into this? Well, it took me about three years to do it, so I I don't even want to know the hours. But you must feel good seeing people play it and love it. And I know you're going to be at Free Play Florida because you're in yep. Tampa, so that's pretty close. Yep, I'll be there. That's what I do it for. I, I have more fun building them and watching people play them than playing myself. What's your favorite game, I have to ask you, because I'm curious what your inspirations are. Well, I'm a fan of the 90s games and stuff. Circus Voltaire is probably my favorite of all time. Circus Voltaire, that's a fun, unique game, different kind of shooter game. Yeah, so I like I like the games with the toys. So, you know, obviously the ones with the 90s, uh, you know, hitting stuff and champ, Champion Pub, things like that. So that's kind of why I decided I wanted to have more things in here. I, I'm, I like bashing things more than trying to make shots. But it does have both of them. You've got it. spinners, you've got bash toys, you've got drop targets, magnets. It's good, and people are going to enjoy this. So if you couldn't be here at Expo, check out Free Play Florida. Bob Neese, well done. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. No stranger to Expo, no stranger to the homebrews. In fact, an award-winning homebrew man who's won a Twippy and everything. Mark and City, he created Nightmare Before Christmas. You must love what you're seeing this year. Oh, I love this, yeah. It's amazing to see so many uh, new things popping up. Yep. And on Pinside, I know you probably reach out to a lot of people, and it's a it's a neat homebrew community, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Uh, there's a few people here that I've helped out with uh, coding and stuff like that, so it's great to be mentioned in their credits and stuff. Oh, like who? Well, uh, for the Greek guys. Okay. Yeah, so... And uh, and even uh, with Bob Nice Bob, on yeah. Elf, okay, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's great, great to see uh, this all, all this stuff coming to life. It's amazing. 
Elf Man, is an amazing game. Everything I've been playing is a lot of fun. Elf has a lot of toys and gadgets and spinners and this and that. I love throwing the snowballs. Yeah. It's a great little feature. What a great match. Uh, are you working on anything? I mean, I might know the answer or not, so I don't know whether or not we're allowed to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, nothing to talk about yet. Nothing. No. But, but it does have a pelvic thrust button. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that game, and I'm very lucky that I get to come to your place and play Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, you'll, you'll be one of the first guys to try it out. So. Awesome. It'll be great. I can hardly wait. Uh, i got to take a jump to the left right now, uh, if that's okay. And, uh, I'm, I'm stepping else. to the right. <laughs> Mark, good to talk to you, buddy. Okay, see ya. Coleman Martin is here. He is from Kansas City, and he has brought Greek Gods, a homebrew game, a beautiful game, and very unique. Things I have not seen before. Let's talk about the Underworld, which you told me before we started recording was kind of the first thing you developed. Explain the Underworld of Greek Gods. Well, I knew I wanted a uh, two play fields, and I saw this uh, these LCD screens that are can be rendered transparent. So you can use them like a monitor, or you can uh, uh, flash an image that makes it transparent, and then uh, use it as a viewport to another play field. So to explain for those that are obviously watching this or weren't at Expo, you can see the pictures on Pinball Profile. Basically, when you're playing the game, it's very similar to the screen you would see on something like Celts by Haggis. But what you're describing is it goes transparent. If you get 30,000 on your score, you are going to get to go to the underworld and save your soul. On your third ball, if you've got more than 30,000, your soul goes to the underworld. The monitor that's been giving you prompts and encouragement all through the game, telling you what shots to hit, suddenly flashes transparent, and you see another play field that's been hidden the whole time. And then overlying uh, your ball in the uh, in the uh, smaller play field are uh, graphics, or bats flying across, or slag tights, and uh, it directs you through uh, goals. If you uh, reach them, then you uh, re- redeem yourself, and you get another ball on the main play field. Pretty deep game for a homebrew. A lot of people start off, you know, here's the play field, but you uh, you put a lot of thought in this, and I know you've had some help. Mark in City is uh, somebody that you've been chatting with on Pinside, and, and Scott Denisi is a big influence. In fact, you've got the same kind of ball save that TNA has. I have TNA, and uh, asked my wife if she wanted uh, a ball save like that, and she says, oh, yeah, that's one of my favorite features of the game. So in it went. Now, the first thing that actually caught my eye is new games have action buttons this doesn't have an action button and i use the action button with my big gut sometimes i'll just lean over and but this is different they're at about my left knee there's this massive big button maybe you use your thigh but there's a button on the coin box if you will and that comes into play yeah the experienced players use it a lot basically they lean into the game with their thigh and the transfers control from the uh uh the flipper buttons controlling the main flippers to uh, two little slingshots that wrap around a, a pop bumper in the upper left. So kind of imagine WrestleMania when exactly. you're Exactly. Yeah, perfect. So you convert it with this kind of knee or thigh button. Wow. Coleman, this is awesome. Big LCD screen, and of course you mentioned the one on the playfield. This is a real treat to bring this to Expo. It's not easy to bring it, especially from Kansas City. It's well worth it, though, for uh, people that have been uh, helping me uh, develop it online for uh, the last uh, three years to get to play it, to hear their feedback in person. Uh, it's very rewarding. I'm glad it's here. Three years. It does take a long time. I can only imagine. I mean, you're not under the gun in the sense that it has to be done by a deadline. You pick away at it. What was the biggest stumbling block for you where, you, you, you know, things are flying and all of a sudden, oh, this is slowing me down? 
Well, I had to start with the uh, the mini play field uh, and uh, and the monitor over that, and then figure out if I mount that to the underside of the main play field. Then what can I put uh, around uh, these uh, subways that the player can't see? What kind of uh, shot geometries make sense? I had to take the main play field through a couple iterations uh, before the player could make all the shots. Another thing that came in later was a caged power ball. Uh, it's behind, yeah, I see that, yeah. It's behind two Newton balls, and uh, that controls the main diverter of the game, sending the ball either up the left ramp or the right ramp. And that's been interesting to play with. It's been one of the hardest things to program for, though, uh, because it introduces uh, so much complexity to the ball path. There are a lot of shots. I always look at a game, and I look, how many shots are on this flipper? How many shots are on that flipper? And you have a lot. Some games, uh, maybe there's only six shots. There's a lot on here, and, and you've got the code to back it up. I'm really happy for you. This Greek God's a lot of fun, and I'm trying to do really well. I'm spending my time here because how I knew you are from Kansas City is I saw that Gates barbecue on top and Joe's as well. So uh, you're giving these great barbecue sauces away to whoever have the high scores. The three highest scores at 6 o'clock on Saturday night uh, go home with a bottle of sauce. I labeled them uh, uh, first place, second place, and third place for uh, – uh, Gates, uh, Kansas City Joe's, and Arthur Bryant's, but um, people may call me out on that because uh, Kansas Cityans are very uh, loyal to the restaurants. Well, let me tell you, I know there's kind of three main ones. I was in Kansas City. I was at Salt State, which is a wonderful place, playing at Carrie Wings venue uh, for my pinball profile Played in America tour. I think I hit Gates twice in the two days I was there. It's a terrific place to eat. So you can change the first place. You just put Jeff Teolis on it. I'm just telling you right now, it's coming home to Canada. Thanks very much, Coleman. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Okay, I know I'm spending time talking about Expo and all the games you've never seen before, the homebrews, the customs, Queen Pinball, and, and some of these other games we haven't seen before, Bond. But there was something else that was really special at Expo this year. And it's not really game-related, but it, it's near and dear to a, a lot of people's hearts. It was an event called Flipping the Script, and it was really put together by Scott Josh from Loser Kid, and they joined me right here. Guys, congratulations. You made your goal. Tell everybody how exciting this is. It, it was insane. It was it was crazy. There at the end, when we were wrapping up the stream, we got the message, and an anonymous donor had stepped up and fronted the rest of the cash to make sure that these 31 kids can then go into get their diagnosis finished and then insurance will start covering them scott and i started tearing up i had to cover up my face because I, I was about to start How crying can you not yeah we we're just about to start crying on stream i look at him he's tearing i'm like don't you dare cry on me because i'm gonna start crying so it was amazing it yeah, really was it, it really is emotional to think that well one i would like to thank josh for organizing this because this is something that has affected him personally and it's near and dear to his heart but so many people were able to rally because everybody has some sort of connection. Oh, and yeah. It, it, like, everybody I know is like, oh, yeah, no, here's my my personal family connection yep. to that. And so everyone was really excited about this. I, I was so excited with everything that was donated. And we certainly appreciate the angel donor who came in to finish it up. But I'm still overwhelmed by the $18,000 that we raised just by the grassroots. It shows that there are people who really do want to help people out. So what you've done, quite honestly, has created something that, if you continue, it will only grow. I know it was a lot of work to get to this point, but you have shown the success of this. You talked about the 31 kids that are going to get their diagnosis. 
you have seen the support from the pinball community. TPN helped out. You were at the Flippin' Out booth. And the sponsors I came through, and there are many. Oh, yeah. This is something I would imagine, and I haven't even asked you, you want to continue to grow? It's a good possibility. You know, it's funny, two weeks ago someone asked, and I said, don't ask me right now. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, the hardest part's the first time, right? Yes. We got that under our belt. We know what we're doing if we do this next time, and I'm not opposed to it. We just got to, you know, we're the day after, so I'm still riding on this high. And I, I would say yes right now, but... We'll get it figured out. I, 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 w- I would anticipate that we do it again. I mean, that, that would be my goal is to say to keep this going as long as we can because we're able to help all these people who really need it. Especially, I mean, just we all know the challenges with healthcare and just getting access to the things, especially something that is so uh, that affects children because a lot of a lot of children are from young couples and they're not established in their career. They have a uh, they have a a limited m- number of funds and if all those funds are consumed by insurance or or health care then it really devastates them so this is such a great way of saying look you're already dealing with something else let's yep. help you get there it's life-changing for families I, I don't have to tell you that josh and stuff but it's really special what you've done again i'm proud to call you guys my friends and uh it really was not an easy task i know you made the goal it wasn't easy what you put together you made it look easy and you've got the support from the pinball community and probably opened a lot of eyes as well too so thanks very much and you know what josh charity aside helping the 31 kids let's just be honest let's be real for a second here okay this guy scott over here has been going to guatemala for years and like really like putting the saint on his head yeah for helping you know children with cleft lips and, and the, the, the donating his time yeah where you're like i'm sick and tired of this guy getting all the limelight i'm gonna I, do something i agree second fiddle all I the time I knew, right? yep. I knew it i knew it it, it was the boats. It's when when me and him got put on the boat. And Marty had a save, and, and oh, you you oh. saved him. You saved him because of the charity. I was oh, like, you know what? He killed me. No, Jeff saved you. Oh, Jeff I saved, saved you. Yes. I can't vote for okay, anybody named Josh yeah. not to be second. That's you know true. That. Yeah. Oh, that's so now we're going to do round two of the boat, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you very much for what you've done, and keep up the great work at Loser Kid. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Another pinball machine that people haven't seen before until they came to Pinball Expo, and there are a couple of them here, from Pinball Brothers, Queen Pinball is here, and Rudiger Beckman joins me right now. You have a nice lineup of people wanting to play your beautiful machines. Oh yeah, that's true. People have been waiting for so long for this. Uh, You know the forums. Since the announce we made, a lot of things happened that weren't really in our hands, like the situation in Ukraine. And so uh, all the parts situation that evolved from that. And now people have been crying for gameplay videos for months and we couldn't get them approved. And it was really a messy situation. And now the machine is here and everything's fine. And we love it. And so do the people. I've just played a yes. game on it. I had a lot of fun playing it. It's a beautiful layout, a lot of uh, unique shots. I really don't know what I would describe it as to others. I, I really can't compare it to anything else. But um, I kind of thought of maybe a little... Game of Thrones, you know how there are different lanes and whatnot, and, and that's a compliment because that's a fun game. Yeah. But this is very unique. Lots of great songs. Because I'm a music guy, I want to talk about the songs. I love that they're live because Queen, no one else did what they did live, and especially at Wembley. So this is a good choice. It's true. Uh, we, we've had a lot of discussions about this. Of course, with a band like Queen, I mean, they started in the 70s and they're still going strong. I mean, they released a single two weeks ago. Number one. Yeah, number one in 21 countries. So that's iTunes downloads, not only Spotify or anything. So 
to have uh, some band that is relevant, so relevant today, that's very rare. And so, of course, we, we had to honor this commitment to, to, to that license because we know a lot of people have been dying to do something with it. And so, we, uh, on, on a par of the, the Alien that we did earlier, we wanted to sort of bring that uh, gameplay and that depth, just the fun to, to that game. And with the live concerts, we, of course, all the fans, they have their, their one favorite, and they all ask, why is this not here? Why you is could it? have 40 songs. There's so many you great Queen songs. You could have 80 songs. And, and, then, and then people like, well, they say, under pressure, I miss that. Yeah, but that's not Queen, that's David Bowie. You talk about the relevance of Queen. Freddie has been gone since it was 90 or 91, and I have seen Adam Lambert with Queen a bunch of times, in fact, uh, with some of my pinball friends. An incredible show. Of course, the Bohemian Rhapsody movie certainly got new generations. My son, who's 17, it's his favorite band. It, there's not even a second place. It's just Queen is so spectacular and live as well. We've seen a lot of music pins, so Queen was always dangling. I wonder if they can get that. Was this a difficult license to get? Oh, well, of course. I mean, there's so many things involved. I would, I would never have dreamt. Uh, I, I came into this game late. The license is, has been there a long time, and it has been uh, negotiated. And uh, I would like to come back to the, to the live portion of the, the songs, because uh, imagine we would have had studio versions, uh, but most of the gameplay is based on the video portion. So it, it wouldn't sync. With, yeah, exactly. And with a, with a studio, you would always have the artistic impression of a music video to go with it. But that's why we chose the concert, the, the live cuts, because we know we had HD video of those shows that matched together and that absolutely transported the vibe of how people got to know and love Queen, which is Freddie Mercury live in concert doing his thing. And that would, would have been totally lost or it wouldn't have been as coherent as they are right now. And they're slightly different songs too. My favorite Queen song, because I've been in radio 30 years, is Radio Gaga. Yeah. It's one of the songs on here, but I prefer the live song, which is different than the studio version. It's yeah. unique how they do that. So it's wonderful that you've captured that. Let's talk about some of the designers of this game. I saw Joe Schober earlier, and I know That's he's right. helping out with COVID. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly was here as well. And uh, the, the, they're, uh, actually, right now, we are sort of gathering to tweak out the last perks that we, that we have, the last problems uh, to be solved before we can go into production, which uh, people, they say like, well, you're probably delayed like until mid of next year. No, we're not. Uh, we're, we're really trying to get this thing off the air and we're trying to get the first uh, batches out uh, like end of November, probably. So, A good point. You wouldn't be at this show here in October if you weren't close enough to shipping. Certainly not. We are not there yet, of course not. But we have committed, uh, when we announced it in July, we said we would start production in September. And uh, that has, because of the war situation, has been postponed a little, but not that much. It's like six weeks delay we're looking at, or eight weeks maybe. I remember the shock and the excitement when the special shop in England, I think it was in London, uh, yes. opened up, and my friend Mark Silk, who is a, a talented... I met him earlier. He took a train down from Birmingham to go see it, and at the time you could just see it, but 
he said, you know, there's something there, and now we actually get to play it, and yes. uh, you've come a long way in a short time. That's true. I I was discussing. That's actually when I when I joined the company. When Queen said, "Well, we'd like to show it." I think some some of us were quite reluctant to show it because we know it, it would have been an attract mode. It wouldn't have been a, a gameplay, and that's that's okay. That's But, what Batman was when it exactly when when it was shown here for the first time ever in Expo, and that got people excited just as Queen did at that special shop in London and. You just said something there that was very interesting. Queen, the band, we're talking Roger Taylor, we're talking Brian May. Yes. They wanted to show it, so they must be very excited and helpful with this. Oh, certainly. We've got tremendous support. You know, there is merchandise for a band. There is, the, uh, there are licenses, and uh, that's sometimes that's just companies who are doing uh, contracts. But you know that uh, the heart is in it. When they, when they sort of, when they volunteer to do shout-outs, when they, there's loads yeah, of, of shout-outs. I heard Roger, Brian May, and Roger Taylor yeah. on it. And, and when we did the announcement, there was a bit of uh, timing involved, but they showed all of our posts. They showed on their uh, social media platforms, and uh, as I'm the social media guy, I was dealing with 36 million potential <laughs> clients, yeah. uh, which was a bit frightening. But I think it went, uh, went down well, and that only attributes to the tremendous success of the legacy that is Queen. I'll tell you something, and I'm speaking to you, the listener. You probably already know this, Rudiger, but they are very protective of their license. In fact, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they have a beautiful shop, and I'm like, can I buy any kind of Queen merchandise? I wanted to buy shirts for my son, who is a big Queen fan. They said, no, 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 they don't, they don't lend they out don't their license. It, you have to get it through Queen only. So... It's difficult, and you've got the band supporting this, wanting to show it. I think Pinball Brothers is going to be very, very happy with this. We are here at Expo. Thank you for bringing these. Oh, we thank you for, for all the attention we are getting. I mean, the cues speak for themselves. Uh, some people are, are a, a bit reluctant that they can't play a multiplayer game. Some people are reluctant that they can't play three shots. But, But you're trying to get as many people through. I exactly. Get we're, we're just trying to keep the cues low. So ha everyone have a, have a shot at this game. We now have even two up and running like not only the Rhapsody but also the Champions version that is going to come out later next year and we are uh, so thrilled to, to show the people the differences and, and all the gameplay that uh, is the same though so whatever version you get you're going to get that whole package that's sort of the, the recipe that we have started with Alien it really works very well for, for this um, kind of uh, intricate gameplay that we are looking at So, and it's it's just a, a heaps of fun. Rudiger Beckman from Pinball Brothers, thank you very much for bringing Queen. I'm looking forward to see how this continues, and I know you're going to have a lot of sales based on this weekend. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Proof once again they will let anybody come to Pinball oh, Expo. Yeah. Danger Ray, you know her, you love her. Her and Hashman are here from Australia at Pinball Expo. What do you think? Wow. I think it's been amazing. See, now I'm just going to go all stupid. But I am having an amazing amount of time, and I'm really enjoying uh, teasing my friends back home who can't come. Sorry, guys. I'm here. You're not. I was not coming. I was coming if Marty Robbins was coming, my partner in crime from Final Round, and he said, you know what, we're too busy building Fathoms. I respect that. 
I didn't decide I was coming till the night before I arrived. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a bit upset to hear that you were here, but... Uh, yeah. He can buy a plane ticket. Get off your wallet, Marty. Ticket. Come on, 60 cents in the dollar, Marty. Who can afford that? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Enough about that Marty Robbins guy. We'll save him for final round. Yeah. But you're having fun? Yeah, it's been a great time. And also, uh, I'm really loving... Uh, I played Queen. I really enjoyed Queen, actually. There's so much here. I mean, certainly any new game that has come out, Stern's got a big display, Jersey Jack, American. Dave ripped it up on uh, Bond last night. Right before the lights went off, he was playing, playing, yeah. playing. Lights were going off, and he, and he got himself a grand champion on the game he was playing. Yeah, they put in tilt bobs today, so that might change things. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, no, it, it is fun, yeah. I know our Aussie friends and Marty and Ryan and all the others would love to be here. But Mr. Osborne is here from Sydney. Oh, we've seen Rawdon. Yes, we have. And, and he's just like, hey, Dave. Hey, Ray. We'll see you. He's very busy. He's socializing. We're all socializing. But it's just, yeah, it's been fun. But see, that's fun. what I love about when the Australians come. And again, Marty, this could have been you. But Rawdon's got uh, Tim Tams. He's got little koala bears. If I'm thirsty, I'm pretty sure I can come to you or Dave for a possible drink. We will absolutely have a drink See? I mean, come on. That's why we thirsty? love Australians. Who's thirsty? I'm not thirsty. I've got... I have my I have my friend Rambo. Uh, shout out to Rambo, who actually bought me a water bottle that I have filled up with seltzer. So. <laughs> very nice, Raylene. Very, very nice. The only thing you're missing is, like, two more arms. You double-fisted, but you could go four if possible. I, I could definitely go four arms. You need a holster. I am uh, I am Dave's refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that oh, I am his refrigerator. Well, <laughs> you know what? That looks heavy. I might take that it off. Does, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. All right, Raylene, great to see you. Great to see you too, Jeff. We just talked to Danger, eh? Oh, look at this. Hash, man. Dave, what's up, buddy? Uh, the usual. Just walking around. I've been told not to swear. It is the first rule of pinball profile. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, having a ball. Having a great time. And Ryan you've never been here before? I went to the 2016 with Ryan. You did? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was a late two days before Expo. Ryan decided he wanted to come. I'm like, well, can I come? Isn't that goes, funny? Hey, yeah, yeah. No. So we had a ball. And you're the guy who got him into pinball. And you Apparently so. Well, he used to come to my house and not want to. He hated the modern Stearns. He said, oh, my God, no, not interested. I don't want to play the Belly Williams. Do you know why? Because he used to listen to Slam Tilt, and he still does, listen to Slam Tilt podcast all the time. And those guys would talk about the old Stearns and the old Bally games, and, yeah. and Marty would tell them that too. And now look at him. I know. First in line for the LEs. Absolutely. Exactly. So uh, he's a changed man. Well, I sold him his first one, which was um, Indiana Jones. The Williams Indiana Jones. And without the- saying, I know how influential that game and name is to well, him, so... Well, it was, and of course I sold it to him for what I paid for it, which was my first mistake. Big mistake. Yeah, after oh. I'd fixed it, replaced this, replaced that, and uh, yeah, it was a, that was the start. Here's how ungrateful that Ryan is, all right? <laughs> and I love Ryan, but, you know, you get him into pinball, he steals Indiana Jones off you. Yeah, absolutely. He wants to have the Victorian Championships at your lovely place, which we can see on Melbourne Silver Ball. Yes, he does. But your it. place has one slight problem. According to Ryan... There's some glare on the machine, so he wants to climb up and change some lighting. On it. Like, come on! Which I can actually imagine him doing that, but because where we are, there's a lot, a lot of moss, and it's very slippery, and I'm thinking, what happens to the tournament director if he slips off, breaks an elbow, breaks his neck? We're talking his ceiling, and he's like 5'3 at best. Exactly. Look, he's nimble, though, so I can see him, <laughs> I can see him getting up there. Look, if he can do it and not break his neck, I'm absolutely up for it. 
But, uh, yeah, the glare is horrendous. To Raylene and I, it doesn't matter because we play so badly anyway. Sometimes the glare is a good thing. It's like, oh, damn glare. Yeah, if it wasn't for the glare... It's an excuse. It is. It's a perfect excuse. Built-in excuse, excuse Exactly, sure. and we need every excuse possible. If you've seen Raylene and I play, any excuse is a good idea. <laughs> well, that's what I like about the stream because there are a lot of different pinball streams. I know you've been doing this since COVID, so yes. it's been a couple of years now. But you play pinball, but you chat. And what's nice for you and, and Raylene coming here is you're getting to see people that you that have been met. chatting with for a long absolutely, time. Absolutely, absolutely. The first people that we met here were... Uh, uh, we're Beck and Jord uh, from the Hub Challenge. Oh, what a great, and great just, And just seeing them in, in real life, it was nearly surreal to start. Because like, you feel wow. like you know them. Exactly. And it was like, oh, my God, they're actually 3D. It's real. It's like, can, can I touch you? And then, uh, and then you know, Jordan said, please don't stop touching me inappropriate like that. Uh, please move along. And then, of course, yeah. Uh, it's and then just, you stumble on this guy who wants to talk to you on a podcast. I yeah, know. Exactly, yes. Tells me I'm not allowed to swear, which is a fair, fair, fair call. And I think I'm doing reasonably well. We better so get out before something gets out of hand here, I, all right? I think so as well. Yeah. Great seeing you, Dave. It is lovely. Love you seeing you, Dave. And uh, no swearing. Thank you. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to the creator of this incredible homebrew game. His name is Robert Anderson. But I'm here with somebody who said it was his favorite thing in all of expo and he might know a thing or two about pinball and playing well his name is carl d'angelo you know him you love him from ie pinball don't forget to sign up for indisc in january carl what is the game we're talking about it's daikaiju i think is what it's called and it had three spinners and kind of like a spanish eyes uh, bottom pop bumper layout i played it with you it was a blast it was an absolute blast yeah i combined a lot of classic stern elements like it had stars targets to advance the um Spinner values. Yeah. It had Seabush drop targets. Had yes. Bonus multipliers. It had a nine ball spinner on the right. Had a multi ball also on top of all that. But the, the layout and the uh, Spanish ice bottom really gave it a dynamic feel. And it was brutal. Absolutely brutal. But so much fun. Here you are playing the flip out tournament. But every chance you had, I saw you over there playing it. I, like, I think every single day. I think you might have taken a dollar or two off me, you son of a gun. I mean, congratulations. But that was so unique. And for me, Expo is the homebrew section there's a lot to see there's it's it was a great expo this year but that homebrew was something unique and and i know i don't think you were here last year so your thoughts yeah i I mean i bought my expo pass so i could see the homebrew section because i enjoyed those are the games i wanted to see here because i I see you see everything else at all the other shows you know even the newer newer games you'll play them eventually but the homebrews this may be the only opportunity to play them so um you know what it kind of reminded me of and i wasn't here but when i hear the stories of when scott denisi brought the whitewood for tna and and people were like blown away like holy cow that that is fun because this was just you know this was just plywood there was no art on it there was a little bit of back glass no real animations but there were rules there were shots everything was working well it shot well you kind of get that feeling like oh wow is this the next tna Uh, a little bit definitely it seemed fleshed out even with the basic rule set but at the same time with the spanishized bottom i wonder if a manufacturer would take a risk on that it's not an italian bottom so Last Why game, not? Last game we saw like that. I mean, Rick and Morty had the pop bumper on the left, but apart from that, Wheel of Fortune was the last time we saw a departure. Well, I was going to say, I'm not a huge Wheel of Fortune fan, but it is unique, and you can certainly nudge those double lanes in the middle there and, and have some fun on the sides with the uh, whatever the uh, free spin is. I hope somebody does take a chance on this. Yeah, I, ho- I hope so too. I'd probably pick one up, to be honest, because it was such a fun time. Carl, glad you had a good time in Chicago. Uh, whatever may have happened, uh, I'm keeping the... L- Lips sealed here, but uh, it looks like you had a good trip. And uh, thanks for stopping by to talk about this great game from Robert Anderson. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it. 
So if you've never been to Pinball Expo, maybe you just got a glimpse of some of the incredible things you can see. Of course, there were the new games. You got to see Bond. You got to see Queen. You got to play Toy Story 4. There was the classic version of Legends of Valhalla. Spooky Pinball was there. There was a Fathom Machine, Weird Al. You name it. It was at Expo. So maybe next time you go, you'll be seeing a game that, who knows, could be turned into mass production in one of these homebrews. Had a lot of fun and look forward to it in 2023. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find everything on pinballprofile.com. Check out our Facebook group. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Pinball Profile. Look for the Pinball Profile Played in America Tour coming November 17th, right before Free Play Florida at the Pinball Lounge. And of course, you can email pinballprofile at gmail.com. I'm Jeff Teolis. Mm -hmm.